So it happened. You're a huge success. Your chiropractic practice has grown by leaps and bounds. You have a bigger building. You've had to hire more chiropractors to come in and help you. It is everything you thought that it could be. Or is it? It's kind of like a nightmare now that you're looking back at it and it's nothing like what you thought it would be. Today's episode of Cairo Business Builders, we're going to talk to somebody who went through just that. He spent his life building a practice that he thought he would be so proud of and it ended up being nothing but a nightmare. It's the story that nobody really wants to talk about, but everyone needs to hear. Let's jump in. You're listening to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast, giving you behind the scenes access to the world's top chiropractors and how they built and scaled their business. Here's your host, Tabitha Thomas. All right, welcome to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast, the podcast that gives you a little inside look into uh, the day-to-day offices of chiropractors around the world. So today we have with us Dr. Dave Heitman. I'm so excited to have you with us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So tell me, I always start off the podcast by asking people what got them into becoming a chiropractor? Because it's not just something you wake up one day and be like, I think that's what I want to do the rest of my life. Yeah, the, the aspiring chiropractor, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so my, uh, my obsession started in fourth grade, and it really started from a, a love of football, and I wanted to be a professional football player. And whatever way possible that I could figure out to get to that level was my obsession. And so... Um, you know, looking at uh, health and fitness magazines, by the time I was uh, in sixth grade, I had a, a gym in my home that I was training with uh, the neighborhood kids. By seventh and eighth grade, I was in the library because there wasn't this thing called Google. Uh, there wasn't this internet thingamabobber. And I actually had to go look at books because these fitness magazines were talking about amino acids and creatine and different things like that. And I was like, oh, I want to learn more. And so I actually went to the library and I started obsessing over all of the supplement side, the health and wellness, how to do strength and conditioning. By the time I got to high school, I was designing like our strength and conditioning program for our football stuff. Uh, Me and a select group of people uh, were getting into all of the crazy stuff at that time, which was called plyometrics and powerlifting. These were the things that weren't heard of in a high school gym in training for football. And uh, so that's that's really where my obsession came from. And then the side stem of that was that I was in the emergency room about six times a year because- From football? (laughs) Well, from all all sorts of different sports. So I was (laughs) football, wrestling, uh, and then I would play intramural basketball, track and field, baseball, recreational bowling. Uh, And then, you know, I love doing mountain biking and doing all that type of stuff, right? So that'll land you in the ER for sure. Yeah, And and, (laughs) and, uh, and then I was given a body that wasn't meant to play football. And so just about every year I had a broken something or a torn something. uh, And I was usually playing with some sort of cast on or anything. Uh, But what really kept me going is a chiropractor. So my uh, parents were very strong believers in chiropractors. They had been way since they were kids that had been going. And so from little on, they had brought me to the chiropractor and we had a very close working relationship with our, our doc. And through the years, I mean, he just slowly educated. He was, he was a high volume practice doc 
you know, you'd see them for 30 seconds kind of thing, a minute. And, uh, but in those, in those, that short time, he'd build a very deep rapport with people. He remembered every single person that would come through that door. And it was always a question of like, Hey, how's football going? Hey, I saw you in the headlines. Hey, I, you know, he knew exactly my life in that short little time frame. And he would just have that deep relationship. And I always admired that. Like, how does this guy do that? Um, but, you know, yeah, when the, when the medical doctors would tell me that I shouldn't go do something, we, you know, my parents would just call him up and ask, what is the actual reality behind this? And so chiropractic was always something in the back of my mind. But biochemistry and molecular biology, actually turned into my passions. So I was taking college level classes in high school around that. And by the time I got to college, that was my major and I never changed and I dove headfirst into it and I did research and I was on the MD PhD track to do oncology research and different things that way. And at last minute, uh, after taking the MCAT and applying for medical school, I went and actually shadowed, which I hadn't done, like I went and shadowed like orthopedic surgeons and uh, different oncology people. And I was like, what in the heck is this? <laughs> like, it didn't make sense in my brain. Yeah. Uh, like they're not, you know, they're not helping people. They're, they're either doing a surgery, mm -hmm. but they're not helping people post, which is what I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And they're referring people to physical therapy. They're not actually giving advice to the patient. They're just looking at an x-ray and seeing if they need something or not you know, from a surgical standpoint. And so I became lost, actually. Uh, I had all of this passion, all this energy. Uh, I got job offers from pharmaceutical reps and all sorts of crazy stuff. But I ended up selling health insurance for a very short while. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was a little old lady. We were sitting at her, her kitchen table. And I was talking about the benefits of chiropractic on how you can save money on your health insurance because I was selling uh, a small business association type of health insurance, uh -huh. you know, ways to leverage your health. And I was talking to this little old lady and she literally reached across and grabbed my arm and she's like, you should go be a chiropractor. I was like, how did I never think of that? Like out of all of this, like I'd been seeing a chiropractor my whole life. I loved the, the whole idea of the health profession. I wanted to be a doctor. And I'd never even given it a thought. And it was this little old lady. I just got goosebumps. Uh, this little old lady who just sparked that question. And literally two weeks later, I was signed up at Logan. Like it was, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and so that's, that's how I got into chiropractic. In chiropractic school, I, I quickly decided what I was passionate about in the chiropractic realm. And that was sports, you know, obviously that's a no-brainer. <laughs> um, so, so I immediately went down that path and, and that's where I am today. Yeah. Awesome. So you went to Logan. What happened right after Logan? Did you go out work for somebody else? Did you start your own practice? What was, what was the path after graduation? Yeah. So I actually felt really comfortable starting my own practice out of school. So I never never wanted to work for someone. I, I had over 20, 30 different jobs when I was, you know, uh, owning businesses and, and I did landscaping and, and I worked all sorts of different jobs. I felt super comfortable coming out of chiropractic school. Uh, Dr. Lanny Nelson from the Biofreeze Center used to bring me around to offices and I would go shadow offices and look at their business stuff and 
you know, I would look at <clears throat> all these people who were paying for practice management companies and they were like crying because they felt like they were taken advantage of. And it's like, I never want to be in that situation. So I yeah. took it upon myself to want to be in control of everything. And I uh, started out a practice. I bought an office. Um, it was actually a duplex on top of an office space. Where was this located? In Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. So by the way, so I, I also got the master's degree at Logan uh, yeah. on top of everything. And when I graduated, I was the first chiropractor accepted into the University of Wisconsin health system. And I did a four month internship there. Nice. And so that's why I was either going to go to New Zealand because I had rugby connections and I was going to go treat rugby players over, over there. Or I was going to go to Madison, Wisconsin, which was my home area and where I wanted my long-term career to be. I don't know that I would have made that choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm punching the screen for the people who are listening on the podcast. Um, yeah, I totally would go back and do the whole New Zealand thing for a year because you can get a year-long visa and, and go over there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I looked at it and I said, well, this is where I want to be long-term and I have this amazing, unique opportunity. I went there and after the four months, I, I bought this office space. And we actually rented out the duplex on top, cut the office in half, and basically my wife and I and my dog lived in a dorm room oh, wow. and we cooked on electric appliances. We actually did uh, uh, our dishes in the laundry sink because we didn't have a kitchen or anything like that. I've been known to do that before. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. in kitchen and, remodels. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Yeah. So that was our life and, and how we started off. And then from there, uh, it, it quickly grew. So, yeah. That's fantastic. So what, what was the main, who was your target audience there in Wisconsin? Did you, were you of the mindset, I'm going to treat everyone and help everyone? Or were you, um, I'm going to specifically go after this? We were very specifically going after cheese heads. <laughs> um, yeah, no, in, 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 in all reality, so it was kind of a weird mix because I thought I knew a lot at that time and I really didn't. I had, I was so full of myself at that point. Um, <laughs> you know, so the, the typical coming out of you think you're going to conquer the world kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I did want to treat everyone, but I, I only focused on people with sports aspect. But then within six months, I had like a newspaper and a uh, TV person convince me that I shouldn't. And so it was this weird thing of like, I was actively pursuing sports people. But what unfortunately can happen is that you get sucked into the local market and they wine and dine you. So they're bringing me to Badger games and, you know, all of that kind of fun stuff. They're like, hey, you should throw an ad in the paper and it should be this. I was like, oh, okay. And so I did like a, a decompression low back uh, commercial through Fox. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I did all of that type of traditional stuff. And it was aimed at the general population with no specificity. Absolute crap, horrible marketing. <laughs> and how did it turn out for you? <laughs> it was very unsuccessful, except for the fact that a whole bunch of chiropractors reached out to me and asked me how awesome that was. And, they, you know, I got, I got a whole bunch of chiropractors as patients because of it. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that part of it works. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. And, and through that, I established that uh, I could treat all the other stuff. So, 
what came out of it was I, I didn't get a single patient from any newspaper or TV ad. And I did probably uh, eight months to a year of trying to do that type of stuff. Well, like I said, I got a whole bunch of chiropractors coming into my office and I educated the chiropractors, they're old school chiropractors, yeah. that I could treat feet and I could treat knees. So suddenly I was getting referrals from chiropractors to treat those issues. And then I always believe in strong coordination and them never going to take a patient from someone. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would coordinate with that chiropractor and I would talk to the patient. I'd be like, I really want you to continue care with this person. They're amazing continue your spine care. I'm going to treat you for this number of visits just to get this taken care of. And I want you to go back to that person. And so I built pretty good relationships that way as a kind of a starting point. So I know this was a weird tangent from a target market standpoint, but uh, uh, that's, that's how I, I initially started off as I was trying to go for the general sports population. No, it's great because that actually led to my next question, which was what was the one thing that made you stand out from all the other people that were in the area? So, well, that's actually a completely different thing in that, um, I mean, you're seeing me on video. Some of the people won't be able to see me uh, when they're listening to the podcast, but uh, I'm one of those people that is very high energy. And I knew this about myself that if I could get myself in front of people, I can sell them on something. And so the thing that really stood out for me was I worked my butt off from a face-to-face -face standpoint. When I first started, I actually didn't spend any time in my office. I was hitting up to 10 networking events a week. So I was doing lunches, I was doing happy hours, and I was doing dinners. And then I was just randomly walking out onto the sports fields and asking if I could help and do different things like that. I was randomly walking into shoe stores and saying, hey, I would love to educate your shoe people. I called it key person marketing at that time. Yeah. I would go educate the workers of a shoe store and teach them about the pluses and minuses of the things that they were talking about from a sales standpoint. And then I would get referrals through them. So what really made me stand out was like, the physical aspect of me getting out there and doing it and making a difference because at that time, you know, you know, Ben was really first to the market. Dr. Ben was first to the market. I was still old school. I was just, you know, putting the feet to the pavement, so to speak, and uh, getting out there and, and doing this face to face type of thing. So that's, that's ultimately what made me stand out. Um, and then through my treatments is just being different. Uh, different approach and in my area insurance is very uh, big yeah and there was no copay at that time so everyone had free health insurance and I couldn't get on any of the insurance plans so what I did that was different was I literally gave patients an exercise or two or I gave them some home care mm -hmm. or I talked to them about their shoes or I helped them design their running program and in the very beginning stages that was so unique and different that I was getting people pulling them away and paying cash to see me versus going to their free insurance. Wow. That yeah. is incredible. Well, and it, it taught me sales. And, and I remember, I remember crying uh, because I couldn't get on insurance plans. It was, you know, you're trained in chiropractic school that you have to get on these insurance plans in order to be successful. Yeah. Every successful, you know, Mercedes eighties doctor kind of thing. You get these big insurance plans, they, they pay out well, 
And so I was going down that path and it literally turned into one of those things where I was so frustrated that I could only, you know, thought that I could only charge this and I didn't know my value at that time. And so I was, I was undercharging and I was, uh, even though I was growing, I wasn't getting the insurance payments. Right. And so I remember like a year after practice talking to my mentor and sitting down and just like crying of like, I don't know if I want to stay here. I don't know if I'm going to make it and blah, 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 and all that kind of fun stuff. All fun stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so yeah, I, I, the one question I didn't ask you in the very beginning, how long have you been in business? Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, so 10 no, years, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, 10 years, 11 years now going on 11 years. Yep. Nice. Yep. 11 years. That's a long time. So is there a marketing or a business trick or method that you could teach our listeners that may help them something that you've done that was really successful for you? Yeah. So I would say let's let's approach it from this. I'll I'll ask a different question because you'll you'll keep asking that question to all your participants. I'm gonna flip the question on you. I love it. Person that believes in asking better better questions that are are uh, relevant to my story. And my story is is that what worked in the past doesn't work now. <laughs> that's so, hey, that's relevant advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so what I what was successful for me. I would absolutely never recommend it to anyone else. Again, <laughs> uh, you know, putting in that hard work, while it was great for me to develop my sales technique, it was great for me to develop patient relationships, and it was great for me to learn how to communicate and interact with people. It doesn't work in today's market. And what I mean by that is when I got to the point where, so, so the story is, is, is as I started growing, I got a huge hospital contract. I got a corporate contract. I was a medical director for 12 different sports teams. I was working with Olympic athletes. I was getting pulled off to go do the Dew Tour, Ragnar, uh, you name it. Like I, I had all these big things that I was doing. So I was trying to bring in other chiropractors to help me. Mm-hmm. I had a 6,500 square foot office. We had triathlon coaching, endurance coaching, yoga, personal training, an indoor cycling studio, a CrossFit-ish type of gym. We were running all sorts of programs. I had six treatment rooms. I had a kitchen in there. We were doing nutrition seminars. We were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And I was trying to bring in chiropractors to help me. And unfortunately, at that time, I didn't see how crazy I was. And, you know, (laughs) at the time, I, I blamed other people and I blamed systems and other things like that but what i what really happened was i had become so entrenched in the actual doing of marketing Mm -hmm. that i didn't realize how to leverage myself Mm -hmm. and so when i brought on other chiropractors the biggest problem was the frustration right they didn't bring in any new patients out of like the seven chiropractors that i brought into my office I maybe got, you know, a very small number of new patients actually from those chiropractors. The business was still being built around me. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest mistake. That's the big problem. And so what worked for me, I didn't realize that I needed to flip a switch. I didn't realize that leverage needed to be created because I'd been so successful with it. I couldn't figure out how to get them to do it. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is I'm one in a million to go out and do all this crazy crap and the rest of the people like right they're not going to put in 90 hours a week like I was 
I was putting well over a hundred some weeks of like seven days a week. I was getting up at six in the morning and not getting home until 10, 11 at night. It was insane. And I had this false expectation that my other chiropractors should be doing that to grow their business. And instead of social media, you know, everything else that can be leveraged now. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's where we're at now is that I failed miserably bringing in other people because I didn't prepare from a marketing standpoint to create leveraged marketing. Instead, I had based all the, the marketing off of myself. And I think it's a really common mistake and a common problem in chiropractic is that because we don't treat our chiropractic office as a business, we treat it as Joe Smith's chiropractic office. Mm -hmm. And the chiropractic office is around me. And now I'm getting to the spot where, oh, I'm I'm having health issues or I want to bring someone in or I want to get closer to retirement and they bring that next person in and they are always unsuccessful because there's no leveraged marketing around the practice. It's only self marketing around the doctor. And so, yeah, so that's the big lesson. Yeah. That's the big lesson, the take home lesson that I've learned that I've now implemented and uh, so to give give the viewers and the, the listeners a uh, uh, up-to-date thing on myself, last year I closed my office. I actually uh, decided to declare bankruptcy, uh, had lots of consulting. Attorneys tell me that, uh, accountants tell me that, and business coaches all looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? Why did you push through this for two, three years? I should have declared bankruptcy way before because what ended up happening was I gotten myself out of control mm -hmm. and I just, you know, I had gotten into too much debt and all sorts of crazy issues. And I just didn't know how to handle the success. Yeah. I had massive swings, success and failure. And uh, so now I, I learned from that. I actually um, uh, took a year off and uh, really found myself in what I want to do in this new age Mm -hmm. And that is purely an online business. So now I've opened up a purely leveraged company and it's just using my knowledge in this type of format and I'm helping just as many people. So even just launching not too long ago, I'm already starting to help a whole bunch of people in a program that I've created uh, and it's super fun and exciting. And I still get all of that same joy and aspect out of practice that I did accept I'm not physically draining myself. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not so I was going to say, you're probably happier now than you were in the height of your success because you don't even have a moment to breathe and be happy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I was at my peak, it was, I was very depressed. I had massive health issues. The, the, the kicker that started it for me. So I'll, I'll just give a little bit of uh, health issues that we probably all deal with that don't, we don't think about. You know, so mine started with fatigue and brain fog and different things that way, which started a negative loop. So I was exhausted. I wouldn't eat right. I had all these issues. I'd go home. I'd drink. I'd have popcorn and watch Netflix because I couldn't sleep. You know, you're just so amped up. And it started this whole negative loop. And that's when the world started collapsing around me. I couldn't manage. I had like nine employees at one point. I just couldn't manage them all. I, I just yeah. didn't know what to do. And I had three different business coaches telling me all three different things. And, you know, it was just, it was crazy. And, and what came out of that was um, severe joint pain, severe fatigue. I could barely make it through the day. By the end of the day, I was like doing ice buckets 
uh, on my hands and forearms. My, my muscles were so tight. I'd gotten to the point where I literally could barely get up in the morning with so much pain. And after a while, I said enough is enough. And I, I backed out of a whole bunch of contracts and uh, other things. And I downsized my office. Uh, I downsized employees and all of those sorts of things in an effort to try to, to heal me. And that's where I started learning all the leverage stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and I, I got into the online world. Um, I started dabbling with different things that way, working with other chiropractors, because I, after a year of that, I kind of figured out this, wow, there is a whole nother world. It was already too late for me, but if I could help some other people, um, you know, and so my health continued to decline during that time. And the kicker last year was I was adjusting people and uh, my teeth cracked. I, like uh, my teeth literally cracked and three of my teeth fell out. Uh, a finger broke in half while I was adjusting someone's neck. It literally snapped. But I had to just keep going because of the circumstance that I was in, which I legally can't talk about. <laughs> and uh, two months later, my elbow snapped in half. Like I've, I had stress fractures. And after that, I was just like, you know what? I'm just done. I, yeah. I'm just done. And that, that's when we decided to close the office and declare bankruptcy and, and go down that whole path of self-healing. And, and I guess I'll put it this way. I had put my office first as a priority. I'd put my office first as a priority, and that was my biggest mistake. And so post all of this stuff, uh, I didn't care about money afterwards. Mm -hmm. We intentionally did not try to start a new business. We intentionally tried not to make money, and we focused all of our efforts on our healing and our family. And it was exactly the right thing to do. And if there's you know any take home out of this is that you guys, when you're approaching your business, Approach it from you, not your business. Make yourself happy. Make the business revolve around you so that you can keep pushing forward and keep driving your passion and keep helping people. Because if you do what I did, where I made it all about business and all about the American dream success of I'm treating all these big athletes and I'm on the sports field of the Badgers and blah, 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 like don't do it if that's what you're chasing. Chase your fun, chase your passion, chase your family, chase your health, and all of that stuff will come along for the ride. So, well, you thank you for sharing that for one thing because that is not an easy thing to talk about. I am sure. No, um, no, it's it's taken me a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I I can only imagine. But um, sharing that side of the story only helps somebody else down the road not go down that same path. So, right. thank you for sharing that. And you're actually answering one of the questions that I was going to yeah. ask. Like, what was the main piece of advice which you just gave, which is great. So I'm going to go off my path a little bit yes, and, and just go. ask what your day looks like now. What, what does a typical day look like for you now with this yeah. new online journey? Oh, here. <laughs> Say hi, Evie. <laughs> you know, and show your Legos. So for those watching, that was my little girl, Evie. We're homeschooling right now. So... I, uh, I'm full-time doing online business and uh, running a foot. You know, everything's focused on the foot. So we can get back into target market if we want to. <laughs> but uh, everything is revolving around the foot in an online standpoint. So I homeschool the girls and I'm with them all day long. We are just doing what we want on a daily basis. So 
literally today uh, was my day to go to my friend's house. I'm in this beautiful studio where I can do videos. So I just pumped out five Facebook Live videos right before our podcast. Uh, and, you know, it just like every day is slightly different. We go to the library, we go to the gym, we uh, do all of those sorts of things, all with the intent of creating a integrated life not a balanced life. Because I'm so passionate about what I do, I've never been able to turn my brain off. Never, ever been able to stop thinking about chiropractic. Never been able to stop thinking about health and wellness and the way that I can help people. And, and you have to just admit that to yourself. Right now I'm taking Legos apart, by the way, <laughs> for my kid. <laughs> that is job in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not stepping on them either. Hey, that's but, talent. But so I had to figure out how to do integration, not balance. Because as soon as you say the word balance in my mind, that, that makes me feel bad about if I'm spending time in my business, I'm away from my kids. If I'm away from my kids, I'm feeling bad about my business. Like, am I putting my effort into it? That is the guilt every parent, I've, I know every mother feels, I don't know about dads, yeah. but every parent feels the, the mom guilt of, it doesn't matter where you are, you feel guilty that you're not at the other. Yeah, exactly. And, and so to get rid of that, like you start, you start improving your language skills and integration is one of those where if I'm integrated, I can actually achieve both and feel good about both. And I can feel like I'm progressing everything forward instead of having this weird balance game in my life of moving forward in one and not the other. So a day-to-day -day is really based off of the needs of what I feel. There's some days where I go spend an extra two days or two hours in the gym purely because I'm still in the healing journey. I'm still trying to get healthy. And there's days where I'm inflamed yet. And I just like, I cancel my videos. I cancel uh, my, my phone calls with people and I'll just go hang out at the gym with the girls and, and try to get that aspect of my health going. There's other days where I'm literally seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, still on the phone, you know, talking with people and doing the online thing. Uh, and it's, you know, it's Facebook, it's social media, Instagram, posting about your life, all mm -hmm. of those sorts of things. Got it. So are you a reader? Yeah. So uh, this is kind of laughable. I do not read. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel like people are usually one way or the other. They're either yep. readers or they're podcast and video listeners. Like, yep. I, I love reading if there's like, you know, give me a Kapanji series where it's all mechanical engineering about the body and I'll, I'll <laughs> come through that all day long. But to sit down and read something is very difficult for me. Uh, yeah. So I'm an, I'm an audio learner. So it's all audio books. So yeah. what are you, what is the one thing that you're, that you've listened to lately or yeah, listened to lately? Yeah. So, so podcasting stuff is uh, all about, for me, business. There, there's a couple of big concepts. One is thinking about thinking. So this is a concept where Dan Sullivan and Genius Network, Joe Polish, there's the 10X talk as a podcast mm -hmm. that you can do. And it's thinking about the way that we think as entrepreneurs and how do we leverage ourselves? How do we find our unique ability in those, those sorts of aspects and, and get to the point in our life where we're only doing our unique ability? Uh, so that's 10X Talk. Uh, I listened to Russell Brunson, uh, his podcast. I listened to uh, a lot of Stoic philosophy. So Stoic philosophy is something that helped me through the bankruptcy 
Uh, and it started with Tim Ferriss. Listening to Tim Ferriss, he talks about it in an entrepreneurship aspect of uh, getting uncomfortable and those sorts of things. And that launched me into Stoic philosophy. I now actually run a page called The Stoic Entrepreneur because it's purely from a self-journey standpoint where I like talking with people about how we should think about our thinking. Yeah. In other words, we're, we're only in control of our own reactions. We're not in control of the external environment. So it's pointless to talk about the weather because you can't control the weather, right? Very true. We can control how we react to things. We yeah. can control those sorts of things. So that's, that's what Stoic philosophy is all about. And so I listened to various podcasts about that, which, you know, from a business standpoint, the number one thing is if you can improve yourself, you're going to improve your business. Yeah. If you can improve your planning systems and your gratitude and your appreciation for things and be able to get out of the firestorm and get out of the to-do lists and get out of the day-to-day -day grind, you're going to be able to come up with a strategic plan to be able to actually move forward with your life. And uh, yeah, so you got to take vacations. You got to get away from the business to understand the business to actually grow the business. Hard lessons. Could not agree more. I enjoy my vacations. <laughs> I just yeah. had one not long ago, so I'm, I'm still on the refresh area. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So yeah, that, those are like a couple of the big podcasts that I, that I do. And then um, here's, here's my shameless plug that you did not ask me to do, is I've been following Fearless Social and Closer Cafe and all of that stuff for years. Um, yeah, just kind of fun. I start say, this is so separate from that. People have no idea what you just said. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, but, you know, because we know each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very um, much so. So, it, yeah, it's uh, following some stuff online allowed me to think about the chiropractic office in a different way. It allowed me to expand my options into the new big age that's coming about and in the future of healthcare of AI systems. And if you listen to Peter Diamandes and uh, Elon Musk and what they're developing based off of AI and the ability to have a patient just fill out a questionnaire and have a very specific set of being able to diagnose like, primary care physicians will basically be going away and we need to be aware of all of these types of things as we start to learn healthcare in the next 20, 30 years, which everyone listening to this podcast is going to be in that realm. Mm -hmm. right? You got to understand there's a massive shift in technology, a massive shift in genetics, a massive, massive shift in the way we approach our patients. And if you're not up to date on that, you are very much going to be uh, uh, in a different state than the rest of the world. Um, so that's where podcasting and those sorts of things, being in touch with that type of stuff really comes in handy. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. It's very seldom that you have somebody who will talk about the ugly and the not so fun stuff. So yeah, could, I appreciate uh, it. I could easily do a, I could fill five podcasts with how many failures that I've had. But hey, you learn from them and you grow and you change yep. and that's the important part. So yep. yep. Well, thank you so much. Well, if you like what you listen to, make sure you subscribe. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Cairo Business Builders podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a review. Tune in next time for more behind the scenes business and marketing stories from the world's top chiropractors.
This podcast is sponsored by Content DFY, chiropractic marketing for doctors by doctors. Find out more at contentdfy.com.